Hello, everyone. Happy holidays and welcome to part two of Your Career Health Check for 2022 with Lise Stransky, a career development practitioner who's dedicated the last 17 years of her life to help people navigate job and career transitions. So thank you for being here today, Lise. Thank you, Laura. Career health is such an important topic, so I'm really glad we're talking about it. So speaking of career health, how do you define career health? I define career health as an alignment between work that you do aligned with the values that you have, the interests that you have, and being really active in managing your career health. Some people can go years without going to the dentist, and then they they repercussions of that. Same thing with careers. If we are simply working, then we are not managing our career health. So really, we have two jobs, all of us. One is the work that we're paid to do, and one is managing me inc our own company which is our career health and that's through updating skills learning maintaining a network making sure that we're engaged and we like what we're doing wonderful i i just love this analogy of health and it seems to me like unhealthy career is doing something that you're not fulfilled with that feels like a grind right that you're just not feeling like you're developing or learning or growing? I totally agree. You're not growing. You're not engaged. And I I like to use the word meaningful because I don't like to use the word dream job. I like to use meaningful work because for you, Dr. Laura, what's meaningful for you might not be meaningful for me. And so really understanding that what is meaningful really helps to find that alignment with enjoying what we do. And, you know, so there's going to be days where we don't enjoy what we do, but from a big picture, even from a year perspective, what does the past year look like? Have we enjoyed it? Have we learned? What have we accomplished? What do we want to do next? Absolutely. And speaking of the last year uh, for you, uh, Lise, how has the pandemic influenced how you help your clients with their careers and jobs? I suppose one of the things that I have focused more on is helping clients to understand the skills that they have gained by uh, the pandemic or job loss and other things they've been doing. So helping them to pull together, you realize that working online and being in a remote environment, you've developed a new skill. Why is that not on your resume? Because you're applying for a remote job helping them to understand that this is a lot of change and transition to deal with and that everybody deals with it differently and that they have these i want to prompt them to have some out-of-the-box thinking and when it comes to the pandemic to think about you feel like you haven't done anything well how have you helped somebody else because that could be something you talk about in an interview could be something you talk about on a resume so Pandemic career advising has been at more out of the box thinking when it comes to how do you find jobs? How do you think about your own skills and your own career? How do you network? Mm-hmm. And what types of career paths have, has the pandemic brought about or made stronger, Lise? Absolutely. Well, I think first and foremost, the opportunity to start your own business or contract yourself instead of 
relying on somebody to employ you, why not create opportunities for yourself? And that is a big shift in thinking for people to think, well, no, like I can't do that. Well, everybody is a set of skills and has something to offer. So it's something to consider. The second thing is, hey, you've worked in this job for a long time. Where else could you work? Where, where have opportunities grown as a result of the pandemic? Certainly in some areas, especially early on, they shrunk. But there have also been opportunities that have grown enormously. Things like supply chain, things like in Calgary, the tech industry, clean technology. So those are some of the very Alberta-specific things. And, and getting people to think, again, out of the box. And supply chain needs help too. <laughs> There's lots of, of need in supply chain. We know that. Holy moly, um, yes. Wow. That whole like online, so e-commerce online, that's just shot up incredibly. Uh, and like you said, artificial intelligence or machine learning or those sorts of things about, I always look at it, is it, it make, what would make our life easier? What would make our life more efficient, et cetera? Those types of innovations that are continuing to to spiral and grow. So my next question is about work-life wellness. So on this podcast, we look at work-life wellness being wellness in your life and wellness in whatever work you're doing, whether it's paid or volunteer. Um, so what does work-life wellness look like for you personally, Lise? Uh, I would say that work-life wellness for me means when I'm working I'm not thinking about my to-do list in my family or the rest of my life. I'm, I'm working and that's, that other piece is not bogging me down. Um, and similarly, if I am with my family or I'm doing tasks for, for life, then I'm not bogged down with a to-do list for work because that, that for me kind of reduces being frazzled. And so if I can have a balance where I can be focused in what I'm doing. So I have to work really hard at, as a lot of people do, to find that wellness. I would also say that I am engaged in work and in life. And so that is a part of wellness for me, that I'm excited to do something that's life-related, whether it's baking cookies or it's going for a cross-country ski or it's taking some learning or volunteering. And then for work that I can sit down and say, oh, wow, I, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. So that's my definition and how I, I look at work-life wellness. I, I love that. It almost is the analogy of not being weighed down with the heaviness of, of guilt or feeling behind, but being light and enjoying each role of your life. I wouldn't say I do it well, <laughs> but when I think about it, it's certainly something that just like career has to be managed. This is a part of life that has to be managed. And, and yeah, finding that lightness. It's a good, good way to put it. And I think, though, that we're all challenged at times with finding that lightness. So when it comes to your own work-life wellness, Lise, how have you overcome challenges with getting there? Oh, Dr. Laura. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work in progress. I don't know that I've I've overcome it. And that is part of the way that I work. I have a portfolio career. So I juggle multiple pieces of work. So just a small example, I have five different email accounts that I, I check. So that, that kind of goes against work-life wellness for me. So what I do to make sure in my juggling portfolio career uh, to manage that wellness 
I have to say no. And that's, I have to be careful what I say yes to. I can get these great ideas to do things. And then I have to put myself in check and say, can you actually do this? Whether it's, do I have time to bake cookies or no, actually you need to go to bed. You, you may want to bake those cookies, but you need to go to bed. So it's, it's a work in progress. And the, the biggest piece is looking at the hours in the day and having the courage to say no. I love that. And I think saying no can be a real challenge to someone who just wants to help and do good things in this world. It's so much easier to say yes. So I've fallen into that same pattern of challenge over the years as well. So I can really relate. And I'm sure a lot of people listening can also relate to the challenge of, of saying no and using your yes more intentionally. So your yes has more weight, weight to it and more meaning. So what is one book or a podcast and a podcast, I'd like both actually, that you'd recommend to help people learn more about their career health? So we've talked a lot about looking forwards and looking backwards. And if I were to encourage people to be career activists, which is looking forward, taking advantage of learning, the podcast I would recommend is The Future Of by Todd Hirsch, who is the chief economist for Alberta ATB here in Alberta. And he's looking at the things that are impacting the economy, the world of work. So you can take that kind of information, process it and apply it to your own career and opportunities for growth, for learning. The book that I would recommend is the same idea. It encourages people to be career activists and it's called What Next by Barbara Moses. It's, it's not recent, but it is still one of my favorite go-tos because there are practical things that you can be doing like making sure your LinkedIn profile is up to date, making sure you have called somebody. Have you Googled yourself lately? Actually, I don't know if you would have talked about Google when this book was published, but there are practical things to make sure that you are being active, managing your career health and being an activist versus a pacifist. Exactly. And I'm always thinking, you know, people's social media presence, so important because employers look at that. And if you have a public profile on any of the social platforms, you got to be super careful that you're not uh, promoting yourself unprofessionally. What goes on behind the scenes in your private life shouldn't be shared in public platforms when you're a professional on the job market. Would you agree, Lise? 100%. And there's, there's ways to have personal social media um, and connections and there's ways to manage that professional because that is your brand that is who you are and you want people to know you can control what is known about you by making sure that it's professional on social media platforms and even your email address what's the funniest email you've seen someone use just an example of <laughs> that you've had to correct them on because they put it right in their resume right absolutely the yeah um i haven't seen I pick on Hotmail accounts because they're so dated so they can bring about bias, but they can also filter email into your junk folder. So you don't want to lose into somebody's junk folder. So you don't want to lose contact with people. There are people who put their birth years in their email address. Off the top of my head, a couple of years ago, I think it was something like, I am really hot at hotmail.com. No, that is not professional. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my goodness. I love that. It's funny, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we got to be so careful in this day and age. So back to the podcast you recommended, is that more Alberta specific or could that be useful to our friends in other parts of Canada or the U.S.? I would say it could be used in other parts of Canada and the U.S. um, because it does get you thinking on a global level. The other one that is definitely more global, not just Canada specific, is The Next Normal. Um, And that's by Lisa Taylor out of Toronto, The Challenge Factory. And she is looking at what has the pandemic done to us? How has it changed how we work? What are some of the trends? What do we need to consider? Yes. She is brilliant and she always has a lot of really interesting data informing what she talks about. So that's a good one. too. So we'll share both of these in the show notes. And there's always a blog that comes out out monthly. So keep an eye on that. And I have a newsletter monthly that's full of good tips. If you're not signed up already, DrLaura.live, that's where you'll find it. Um, So Lise, what would you do if you didn't need to sleep and you could use that extra time on whatever else you wanted? Oh, gosh. I'd probably take more naps during the day, but I know that's not the answer you're looking for. <laughs> I was, um, If I didn't need to sleep, I would read more. I would write for myself, whether it was journal, whether it, I had this dream long time ago to write a book. And I think the other thing that I would do is I would spend more time outside watching the stars because of course you can't do that when you're sleeping so those would be the three things and then maybe bake some cookies I love it and I've heard you are you are a great baker so I'm sure anything you bake is well worth the calories (laughs) (laughs) and I love the stars comment because the stars are just so beautiful and we don't take enough time and in our climate to where we live I mean summers are beautiful but in the winter, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to spend time outside looking at the stars. But that's a beautiful sentiment for us. And if you had one wish for a better world when it comes to work and lives and careers, what would it be? I wish everyone would have meaningful work that was not bound by a job title, that we were recognized and identified by skills not titles, and that hiring or applying was free from age, from gender, from um, religion, race, that, that that was wiped out completely so that we could all have meaningful work based on our skills, not simply a job title, because job titles can pigeon us. They can keep us too focused in one area and not expand. That is so well put. And Lise, I know that you are doing a 12 days of Christmas on on social media and sharing really valuable tips. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that? Um, This will launch, um, obviously, on the 14th of the month, we launched the episodes. But my question is, um, is this useful for them to sign up and go back to? Sure. Thanks for mentioning it, Laura. So Calgary Career Counseling, on December the 1st, launched the 12 days of uh, Christmas, 12 days of career advising tips, which was to give really quick snippets of really tangible things that you can do 
for your career health. Whether you're in job search mode, whether you are happily employed, there are things to be a career activist and get you thinking about it. So you can find our tips by following us on all of our social media platforms, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and you can also, so you can go back and see them, but you can also sign up for the Calgary Career Counseling Newsletter because we'll be summarizing them and sending them out in the new year. So you've got this really nice, tidy 12 tips that you can use for your own career health. Thank you so much, Lisa. I think that is just so awesome. So visit us, calgarycareercounseling.com is the website, and we'll be posting all of these links to the social media in the show notes. And I'd like to say thank you, Lise. You've shared so many important tips about how the world of career and work and labor market is changing amidst the pandemic um, and amidst the, the changes that are going on with skills that are required for the future. So I think you've given people a lot of good advice. And thank you for being so amazing at what you do and helping so many human lives uh, through these types of transitions and big decisions. Gosh, Laura, and ditto through you doing this work and making sure people are active and have happy and healthy careers. It's, it's really great. So thank you. Wonderful. So everyone, happy holidays and uh, all the best for 2022 and make sure to make a little bit of time to think about your career health in 2022. Stay well. Thank you so much for joining us today on Where Work Meets Life. I'm passionate about sharing insights from experts around the world on topics at the intersection of where work meets life. If you found this podcast useful, please share with others who may benefit and engage with us on social media. For more articles, information, and tips, sign up for my monthly newsletter at my website, drlaura.live. This podcast summary contains links to the psychology practice I founded, Work Evolution, Canada Career Counseling, and Synthesis Psychology, as well as my current employer, Humans, a nationwide organizational psychology firm focusing on culture and performance. Stay well.